I think that you're hundred percent right in terms of time changing and us evolving as a society. But the foundation of that system that was installed initially was corrupt as fuck. You can't uncorrupt something at its core. Like the whole creation of police was to police slaves. Like this is what policing initially started as mm-hmm. to police freed slaves. This is what this is what the institution is established on. So for us to revamp that is going to take a lot because the gradual changes that were made mm. throughout time were never for our benefit as a whole. It was just to keep us keep us under their control in a way that was manageable for them. The Sophisticatedly Ratchet podcast is a roundtable formatted conversational podcast about any and everything. Six black queens and kings from New York City. Sharing our views on black lifestyle, culture, relationships, religion, and current events. Here at SR, we strive to give our listeners the real in a world of fake. Worldly professionals with class that also know how to switch it up. Now let's talk our wild shit. Nah, we good, we good, we good. So um, we're going to get it started right now. Um, I was ready to get it started. Um, all right. All right. So, all right, this episode I called it, I was going to call it Bad Boys, but I'm just going to call it Officer Misconduct. Um, on this week's episode of Sophisticatedly Ratchet, I'd like to discuss the two officers involved with the murder of George Floyd, Lane and Kong. Okay, both of them have been charged with aiding and embedding and embedding and are facing years in prison. What I wanted to discuss is that both of these officers were in their first weeks on the job. The, the law, their lawyers argue that they were just following instruction, the instructions of a senior officer. It has been argued that although they didn't stop the act during the arrest, that they expressed concern. This is what the lawyers are arguing, all right? Okay, before I ask any questions, I'd like to talk about Carrie Horn. Carrie Horn was a black officer in Buffalo, New York. In 2006, she stopped a white officer from choking a suspect. Uh, for doing that, she was accused of putting a, an, an officer's life in danger. She had 19 years on a job and they fired her and she received no pension. They took everything from her and sent a clear message to all cops. Don't cross the blue line because there's no protection for you. This is the atmosphere for new officers. One thing I know we can all agree on is that this is not a great af- this is not a great atmosphere to mold new officers. So I'm gonna start with a couple of questions. Um, I wanted to ask TJ. I'm gonna start with TJ. Morning, TJ. Morning. What's my question, love? In a situation with George Floyd, do you believe that the two officers were powerless in just following instructions? Do I feel like they were powerless? And just following instructions. And just to be clear, we're talking about the the two officers, Kong and um, Lane, who had just started the job. Allegedly, they've only been on a job for a few days, like less than a week. So I would like to play devil's advocate and say yes and no. If you're asking for like a strict yes, I can't say that. And or a strict no, I can't Mm -hmm. say that. So... No, first, I'm going to start with that. No, you're never powerless. You are human. You have value. You just went through training. 
So you know everything fresh in your head. There's a lot of things that are on the job that are done incorrectly, but that's not how you were trained. So no, you are not powerless. You should not just follow instructions. However, being in the military, I know what those type of jobs are like. It's hurry up and wait. It's shut the fuck up. You speak when you're told. It's you mm-hmm. listen to command. You follow command. You follow, There's a chain. You're the lowest at the totem pole as, as a private or as a whatever their their first lowest ranking kind of officer is person, you know, just starting the job. So I know that it's a very complicated answer for me. However, I do know that these individuals did make some statements like, hey, maybe we should stop. Maybe we should turn them over. They did make some statements. And I know that it's difficult to find your voice when you're with a very strong personality leader. If you're and so a lot of it depends on your leader. There's leaders yeah. that are like, yo, it's open door policy. You can always say whatever you need to me because we're about doing the job in our completion at 100% to the best of our abilities to serve the people. But then there's also yeah. other leaders that are like, I do it this way. I don't want you to ever talk to me. You know, don't say shit about what I'm doing. I've been doing this my whole life. So, and from what <clears> I know, <throat> that officer, I forgot his name. Can we just share his name real quick? The officer um, that was kneeling officer? on the neck. Talking about Chauvin? Chauvin. 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 The one that was kneeling on the neck, he's an asshole. He's had other instances. So he seems like that leader that was like, yo, this is what I'm doing. Don't say shit to me. I've been doing this my whole life. His wife damn divorced him through all of this shit. You know, he seemed like that was his personality. So it would be difficult for someone new to really speak up and maybe do what the black female officer did that got fired. Karina, I forgot her name already. Sorry. Her name was Cario. Cario Horn. Yeah, she's on the job for 19 years and she pushes them off. I I feel like, like, I could make that excuse. I am not a police officer. So if for some odd reason I was there standing next to a police officer, I could say some dumb, you know, something like that, you know, express concern because like, clearly I don't know. I'm, I'm not trained, but these are people that they have license to carry literally like they have the badge. We shouldn't assume that these people were not intelligent to not know what they were seeing. They know what was going to happen to this person in terms of the man's knee on his neck for that long. Like, it, it Let me not- say that I did not say that they were not intelligent enough to make that decision. I never said that. I know you didn't, but in terms of them being powerless with mm-hmm. that information that they have, I don't think that they were. I feel like, you know, they could have intervened. They have a gun themselves. So it's not like they had they lacked power um, for that term, but they, they were uh-huh. in a position where they could have intervened and saved this man's life straight up. You don't feel like they were intimidated by Chauvin? You don't feel like there's any type of intimidation? I believe they probably were intimidated. And I think they maybe were. When you're in a job, where your voice matters. You speak for the people. When you're in anything that has to do with public service, if you're a healthcare professional, you whatever you do, it matters. You have to be able to speak up. You're not in the right profession if you do that. But like I said, it's touchy because I know what it's like in the military. And if the police department is anything like that, where there's so much red tape and the blue line that you don't cross, yeah. I get it. That's the culture that they're trying to like substantiate. You know, that's that's what they're trying to create. So it's it's touchy. But I hear you. I hear you, Boogie. I agree with you. So it depends on the job. I want to peek in real quick because, you know, powerless is a is a is a crazy word to use when you when we think of like cops, the the not even cops. When we think of like the the social construct of like what makes a person powerless. And then you also have Mm -hmm. like this 
this aspect and you have a job when you have a job i can only think help but think like you're giving up some of your power when once you have a, a job and you're you have to do certain things or listen to certain things that this job will tell you when you're becoming a cop you're spending what six months or whatever the case is learning to be a person that just says yes you're being trained this is what what TJ was saying earlier, it's like you're being trained. You are being trained to give up some of your power. So when we think like, oh yeah, no, you're a human. No, when you're doing certain jobs, I don't think people see how slowly you are giving up that same power that you we speak so highly of right now. Where it's like, oh no, I'm a this that in the person. But when you go through certain stuff, maybe like the trend that they're doing or being the, the type of people who can take on that that disciplining of your personality and all this other shit, you are giving up your power. So for some reason to me, when I think about it, it's like you go through this this training, you answer to your sergeant, you learn that you're in this place, you're this low on the totem pole, your job is to take these commands or whatnot. And then all of a sudden you start this job, all of a sudden you have this epiphany where it's like, oh yeah, well, you know what? I said yes all these times, but now I'm going to say no. I blame the system for being built in a way where it takes cops, train them, and all of a sudden, us as the people who are supposed to be protected by these cops expect them to have this great honor of the law or to say like, no, that's wrong when they come out of these trainings and they are taught and ingrained in a certain way and they give up some of that power in order to go through those things. So I feel a way when we, when we, when you tell me like, or when we're, when we're talking about power, like certain people have given up power. Yes. Are they powerless? No. Flash, can you give insight into that? Can you give insight into the training? Because people make it seem as if that training takes away your power or something like that. I disagree with that. It's human decency. Like, I don't care about this power. Like, these were human beings that watched another man stand on the man's neck. It don't matter the position or what kind, like like field that you're in in terms of power, whether you're a cashier or, or a heart surgeon, whatever. These were like regardless of whether they're police officers, three people, one person was standing on the man's neck. Like what type of training would, would, would take place that would take away your ability to be like, yo, it's done. that's fucking wrong. I'll tell you what type of training because it's in the military. Militarized training. Mm-hmm. The training, yes. If if you're if you want to know what type of training, oh, no, it's the ahead. training where they break you down to create teamwork. It's we against them. Right. That blue line that we do not cross. This is what we do. They are the the target. They are whatever. But it should be the, the it's the training that needs to change. Yeah, they're actually being conditioned to follow instructions without questioning the orders. Like because Good you're Lord. questioning orders, they they basically tell them you questioning orders can put someone else's life in danger. They need you to follow instructions now. And this is what the type of training that they get. This is the type of conditioning that they get. So although before training, you may have been this type of person, training can change you to react Mm -hmm. a different way than you would normally react because they condition you to react this way. They condition those officers to possibly act like that. But I'll also tell you this. It's the conditioning once you're on the job. It's not in the training. Because yeah. I'm sure by the training, you're doing everything by the book. And they right. they mm-hmm. never said kneel on somebody's neck for nine fucking minutes. They would have never said all. that. Occlude the airway. They would have never said that. This is on the job training that you get. Like, what's the movie with Denzel Washington? Training, training day. day. Training, training day. day. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's that on the job training. That the shit you ain't even mm-hmm. seen in your training. <laughs> in your... On the book training. Facts. You know what That's I'm saying? True. So in, I agree with what you're saying, TJ, because even in my agency, what you learn in the academy is not what the hell happens it's in the field. It's going on. You know exactly. what I mean? It's not. 
mm. I'm being, you know, it's yeah. Not- I definitely understand that. Like TJ, I understand the perspective that you're coming from. So I get it. Like when you like, it's a different environment when you start training, like you can't free think the way I'm thinking that you should free think, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I guess I'm not used to that. Like I, I would free think regardless. Like I disagree with that. I'm a speak like, you know what I mean? That's how I feel, but I get it. It's a different yeah. environment once you start going through it. All right. So the next question is for mash. Um, all right. So mash. Good morning, bro. Peace King. Okay. Okay. So if in fact, this was their first week on a job. Do you feel like this takes away their liability as far as them being responsible for aiding? Because this is what they're being charged with, aiding and abetting, with a murder. Do you feel like this takes away liability from them as far as the responsibility for George Floyd's murder? Their lack of experience doesn't take away from their involvement of the death of the person who died. I think that their lack of experience means that they shouldn't be doing the job if they felt that their experience was questionable. I feel like if we're going to use that as a bargaining chip and why some things are justifiable or not, they shouldn't be on the floor at all if we're going to call that into question when things happen like this. Because this is the role that you decided to work in. This is your job. Um, In terms of moral, um, morality, rather, I feel like I can only speak from my perspective. I couldn't see myself being a cop at all because I think, I mean, fuck 12. But in terms of <laughs> big facts, them feeling like, you know, there's an authority over somebody. That's, that's a part of their whole fucking thing. They always mm. step down on the people who they are trying to um, police and police presence in itself. I got a whole different level of issues, but I feel like these motherfuckers should be held liable for their actions because they were involved in the act. I feel that their lack of experience does not change the fact that they were involved in the act. I feel that the fact that this man was murdered is a big deal and all involved need to be held accountable for that. Point blank. Is it okay if I just clarify what aid and abet means Go ahead. the definition? Absolutely. Is that okay, if, okay. I, if I share that? So it says counsel and procure. The definition is to assist someone in committing or encouraging someone to commit a crime. Generally, an aider and a better is criminally liable to the same extent as the principal, also called aid and abet and counsel or procure. So do you feel, Mash, that these people aided in this man committing this crime or encouraged him to commit this crime? They touched his body. Because this they is how body, it's going to be talked him. about in the courtroom. If they touched his body, they assisted in the murder of this man so yes they aided and abetted because they physically had hands on my nigga based off what the definition you just gave me i'm gonna go with yes they aided and abetted because they were played part physically in the loss of life so you're, are you referring to when chauvin's knee was on the neck and then somebody else was holding him from the back there was like three people Everybody on him on the end or something like that it was two people it was two people on his legs the two officers aided. that was there for a week was two officers on his leg so which and I'm going to circle this back to what you said. Chauvin was on his neck. However, Tao Tao didn't touch him at all. So in that case, would he have aided and abetted? He didn't put a finger yeah, on gonna, him at all. I think the yeah. definition of aiding and abetting is bullshit. Like, I feel like that definition is bullshit. Like if think about it as a cashier, me, shake, flash at the cashier. Shake about to steal ten thousand dollars from the um from from the cashier or whatever, and we know he about to get fired for it. He take it, he fired, he took it. We st- we two we me and Shake watching him do that, not saying nothing. We know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know he shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We're not saying nothing. We should be held accountable as well. But did yes. you encourage him? And, and no, it does not. 
if we watching the act, if we if we are like I'm literally standing next to Shake. Where Shake is right now, I'm standing next to him, literally right behind him. He's taking the money out the safe. He's uh-huh. and he's gone. Did y'all plan on splitting that money? It don't matter. He took the money out the safe. I, st- I, I, I work with the same company as Flash. I work with the same company as Flash. And I let him do that. And I said nothing. I did nothing. Yes, I should be held accountable. You are accountable. I love your passion, Boogie, but I want to let you know in the court of law, that is not going to stand up. It goes ba- ba- based it's on the common definition. Sense. This is no. what they do. It is common sense. But let me tell you, in court... I get you and I get your passion because I feel the same way you feel. But when we take this to court, when we take this to court, it goes by the law. And I just read it to you. What meant? Did they encourage that means him? It's bullshit, man. Like it's, it, it makes no sense. Like I'm, I, as a cop, you're literally allowing it to happen. If you did not say anything, that's what it should have meant. I agree. Mm-hmm. They assisted, even though they didn't say anything. They assisted they, when they didn't say anything because they didn't stop it. They, they assisted without question. I mean, because uh, what yeah. you're feeling is common sense is not what they tell you in law. Have you ever been to jury duty and they say to you, do you agree with this? This is exactly the statement. They'll tell you what it is. You have to feel like this person had intentions before he left the house to kill this person for it to be whatever degree murder. This is how they tell mm. you the law. And I think mm. us as people, we don't get that. We think common sense. Oh, what's her name? Um, The cat kill a person. Carol Baskin killed her fucking husband. We all know that shit. Of course. That, of course but if we were to act, but based on the law, like we can't, that's why we have to change the law. It's common sense to us. If you don't understand it, and Monique knows because she's in court I'm very all the familiar time. with court. Right, it, I'm very familiar with court. It's based on the law. I know that you have to change the law, but I'm just saying the disconnect between the, like, like, like the definition of aiding the bed and what actually happened is like, like the court of law should not the disconnection that exists when you can clearly see like, yo, those guys didn't do nothing while the man died. And it's like, I, I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I get it, but it's just, it's just. No, I hear you. Stupid. And I agree with you too. I yeah. agree with you too. And this is why we're sitting here and there's a presentation that was done, you know, that I want to share with you guys on a later date. And that's maybe another episode, but this is why all these other cops, cops are not held to the same accountability as civilians. Do we know that? No. That's true. We didn't allow yeah, know that. Know Yo, that. like, like they that? make being a cop seem like one of the. I didn't know that. I'm like, why the hell are these cops not behind Yeah, like bars? none of them get arrested. They aren't held to the same regards, gang. Like, mm. like at most they'll lose their jobs. At most, at most. There is a law for that. They're not held at the same accountability as civilians. No, so I, I'm saying. So why are we so confused when all these people are like, oh, they're, they're going to get off or they got off? How the hell did they get off? We had the camera on him and all this other stuff. I don't like, think people are aware of that law, TJ. I'm actually looking not. it up right now. And that's where Black Lives Matter. That's where we all get to come in and make our voices heard and create change to change the law. Because that's how the United States works. Mm. Law that protects police. The Law Enforcement Office Bill of Rights is intended to protect American law enforcement personnel from, from investigation and prosecution arising from conduct during official performance or their duties. It provides them with privileges based on due process additional to those normally provide. Holy shit. No. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot involved when we talk about this. Law. Has been, this has been active since 1974. How crazy is that? It's on the fucking wiki. It's on a fucking wiki. As soon as I said laws that, it automatically filled in, protects officers, and it brought me to the fucking wiki of the law enforcement officer bill of rights. Like, holy shit. Remember, the, the, the society we, we live in tells us that, like, certain human life is, is, is more valuable than other human life. 
And yet we surprised that all this shit goes on, but it's in, it's really in the law that tells us like there are superior human beings. And if I'm a diplomat and I fucking hit or, you know, hit your fucking child, which is a real shit that happened. I think, um, yeah, I forgot in what, in what country, but the diplomat hit somebody's child and was still allowed to go on a plane and come yeah. home. And guess what? Diplomatic immunity says, yeah, they, they can't touch him. They can't touch. They him. can't do nothing to him. And that's just the law of the land right there. No wonder people crazy. Like there's like it's it's so hard to hold on to your sanity, like just listening to shit like this. Like it just don't make sense, man. So Flash, while we're on that subject, let me ask you, Tao Tao, right? That's the name of the guy. His name is Tao Tao. Tao Tao. Right? right. He was the he was the officer who was standing and watching them like manhandle George Floyd. And he was there watching the crowd, making sure the crowd didn't didn't get involved. Right? He's been a cop since 2012. Do you feel like him not touching George Floyd makes him less of liable or less um, responsible for aiding and abetting? I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. To me, personally, the y'all get, I mean, I'm not saying y'all. I hate getting tied up in like the wording of the law and what I saw happen on camera is right and wrong in terms of certain shit that should have been done to prevent a situation. So I don't know what like the, I, I know she, told, she said the definition of aided and abetting or whatnot, but I don't really get too tied up in the words. I feel like the dude was just wrong for not interfering or not checking the cop, you know, whoever many years senior he is or whatever to him. I just feel like it's wrong, period. I don't get tied up in the law. I'm not a lawyer. I don't care for for you know litigation in the sense of when I see something and I know like that's more fucked up than it has to be, that's where like my threshold stops from even thinking like I need to take I need to think about the law because the law, like even when I think about it now and what I'm and I'm what I'm saying is not really something that's built to protect all its people fairly. To me, the law gets cut at a certain point and I don't think about the law when I'm thinking about the situation. Wrong to me is wrong. And yes, we have the law which should make those things that are wrong punishable. I don't know. I, I, I get a, I get a mix of feelings from it. But do you feel like he's less, less like, not, I'm talking about as far as with you. Do you feel like because he didn't touch him that he's less responsible? In my mind and in my heart, is he as responsible for the death? No. Like, fuck law and all that other shit. I'm not talking about law. I'm just talking about, like... What, how you feel? Yeah, human nature and, like, responsibility. Maybe a little bit. It's, it's still wrong. There's, there's certain energy levels that I'm that I'm thinking about when I say, like, who was the most fucked up out of the, you know, the four cops or whatever the case is. So, yeah, he's, he's a, a little less liable, in my opinion, in how I feel about some how somebody plays into something but um yeah but that's how i feel on that yeah well me personally i feel like because he has so much time on the job he's been on the job since 2012 he should know better and i feel like that he should have stopped it from happening and i feel like it makes me if it, i feel like his experience makes him more liable to me and i feel like he should have been the one out of all three of the other people who should have stopped him because he's standing there looking right at him. Like, he's right there just looking at him. He's not getting instructions or nothing. He's just doing it because he knows what to do. In my, in my heart of hearts, I feel like, even though I feel all of them are, are responsible and me asking these questions about it is just because 
some people may not feel that way, that all of them are as responsible, but I feel like all of them are responsible. And Tao Tao, him being, him being a veteran officer, should have stopped shopping. She should have stopped him at some point. Like, yo, tapped him on the shoulder or something, you know? I mean, Shake, you could argue that him, like, him not touching the body, he was standing around the body, though. People, like, let's say that you was there and you wanted to intervene. Tao standing right there in front of the body. Even though he's not doing anything, even though he's not saying anything, you really going to try to intervene when that cop's standing between you and the other cop and in, 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 in Floyd? Like, I think about just his his his, his presence itself. Like, like, like mm-hmm. his presence there is different. Like, you ain't, like, you know I mean, if it was just Chauvin by himself, I think it would have been a different scene where someone may have interjected because it's just one man. But like mm-hmm. that—that's how—that's how I feel. Like even though I know that he didn't touch him, so in court of law, he may not—he's not gonna. I don't think he'll be held liable because he physically didn't touch him, but he like did kind of create an environment where that could just go on, just with his parents standing there not doing anything. That—that's what—that's how I feel. Trying to intimidate the crowd, right? And he did—he did that as a form of intimidation. Can I just play devil's advocate and ask you guys a question? Go ahead. All mm-hmm. six of us are cops. All of us are new in the job. If this happened to one of us, how would we feel? I'd stop somebody from doing that shit. If I saw somebody, like, if Flash or Mo was on someone's neck, I'd be like, Mo, get get up, get up. I agree, but what if what if I knew you were new on the job, Boogie? I would. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was a a fellow cop like you, and we just came out of training, all of us together, you were liable. Like I would be like, oh hell no, Boogie is a dope ass guy. He cares about people. You know, he's new to the job. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be held as liable as I'm going to just be honest and just say that that's what I would say. I yeah. know it's fucked up, mm-hmm. but I don't want to hold these two people to a, a standard that I wouldn't hold my people to, you know, like my friends, mm-hmm. my coworkers to. I, I think that we're character. missing the point that, the, you know, there's been so many black deaths, TJ, where it's like we have to be strict on that kind of shit. We can't just give them the benefit of the doubt. Be like, nah, you know what I mean? I, like, I, I definitely understand the quote of the order. Again. Like if this would if this would have been like a, a regular like like a robbery shootout or some shit like that, like a, just a general robbery shootout where it's like, you know, casualties happen something like that. That's a conversation that you, you, you can have. But when this is a clear cut murder, mm-hmm. it's like that. Like, I feel like those. Like the, the the word of the law has to kind of be adjusted because that's like the video trumps the, the word of law. That's how I feel. I feel. I feel like what TJ is saying is that is that these people would probably in other circumstances would be considered good people. Right. They just got caught up in a situation in which they were following instruction and something happened that they had no intention. I, I don't think any of them went to work that day. Like I'm going to kill somebody besides shopping. Okay, maybe. But I don't think any of these other guys went to work today, that day saying, you know, I'm going to kill somebody. Like, they probably were, they <clears> probably <throat> had no intentions on just following their instructions and shit just went left. And like she said, like, other people would be like, yo, this is a good person. And I don't, he, there's no reason, like, he would have never done this. He, he would never do anything like this. But, like, they just got caught up in the moment. No remorse from the cops, even saying sorry for the shit. Nothing like that. There's been no actions from these cops to even show that they right. even are sorry for the right. act. That's not every cop, though. That that is just like the message that we're getting from a feel as a whole. But I don't, like I am a person where no, I don't. I don't feel like every cop is the same. I don't. I don't feel that way personally. So mm-hmm. I don't think all cops coming coming with the mentality of oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a kill me a nigga. Yeah. I think a lot Each of cop is different, in my opinion. You're you're right. Fact, 
Facts. Some of them do. Enough of enough of them do. That that's how I feel. Yep. Enough of them do. That's why like that's why I don't buy that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like more cops get put in situations where they're not allowed to do their jobs properly because of who is conducting the lead of particular, you know, whatever they complaints or or whatnot. It's like they're they're trained to do what they what they're supposed to listen at the scene of whatever crime or whatnot. So it's like one one over one overarching thing that I'm hearing from everybody in terms of what we're talking about is we are trying to validate, not validate. We're trying to understand why these people didn't do what we think was morally mm-hmm. right. Like we think that, well, at least I think, I think more should have been done to keep this person alive, but that's because I value the life of the person that's being choked. Like I value mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. they look like, me. you know, yeah. and I feel like the training associated I feel like policing overall the history institution and its current active role in our society is too glorified. It's way too people are way too passionate about that particular role because firemen have dangerous jobs and they don't get the same type of recognition that police get for some fucking reason. Teachers have even harder jobs and they don't get the recognition that police Mm -hmm. get doctors, you know, and police have been glorified in media in television and made to be like this force of positivity for people, but not people that look like me. And in terms of their ability to perform that job, they are not equipped to do it in a way that works in this society. And I say Mm -hmm. that because the system itself, they are trained in a way to be the aggressor when it comes to us. And Mm -hmm. that's apparent, you know, we have seen historically that we are, seen to them as the aggressor so they come at us with that force off site like you know it's not even a question about it it's this this is what you're gonna get nine times out of ten based off of history from police if you black that has to change mm. until that changes we can't squabble over one of the four people in this thing who did something wrong all of them right. need to be addressed for that action it's it's deeper than just saying well we need to charge him with that. No, that should not be commonplace. This should not even be a conversation that we have to discuss about the legitimacy of morals in mm-hmm. that job. Like your moral compass should be on point in that job. And I don't give a fuck who you servicing. You should be uh, able yeah. to know this is too much. This is not mm-hmm. okay, bro. Like, yo, you got to eat yeah. up. And having that yeah. blue line that you can't cross and like the young lady that you mentioned earlier, who gets penalized for crossing that, I respect the fuck out of her. And I respect the fuck out of anybody who kicks back when you see something's wrong. And that's why I don't believe that there are any good cops because you couldn't work for a system that allows shit like this to go down to people who look like you and you continue to work there. I can't exactly. see that. Yeah. As, and I agree as, with that. Uh, yeah. it, it don't make no sense to me. So in terms of a lot. why, why mm. everybody should be mm-hmm. penalized, they should all be penalized. And this whole system should be revamped but we know that's not going to happen. You know, there's too many people who and like it the, the way it is this way for right. it to change. There's too many people that profit you know from it, bro. There's too many people that profit too, from this shit. They, they don't teach moral compass in, in, in basic training nah. and all of this other nah. shit. Nah. There, there, it, nah. Like, there is no moral compass. And like, there's people that yeah. think the exact opposite of us, bro. Like, there's people that right. look at and black people like, yo, we deserve to die. Like, we're not people to them. You know what I mean? And that's right. exactly why we need to address that. No, so I disagree. In basic training, they do teach you that. They do teach you what's right. It's by the book. You know, it has all no, the, the ethics. The co- it's been ran by all the, the lawyers. Of 
No, no, no. But I'm telling you, it changes. The culture changes on the job. The ch- culture changes on the job, and we perpetuate it by not changing that. We are we put these leaders that are racist or that have their views or whatever that are against not for all of us. And I think that just exists. I think that you're 100 percent right in terms of time changing and us evolving as a society. But the foundation of that system that was installed initially was corrupt as fuck. You can't uncorrupt something at its core. Like the whole creation of police was to police slaves. Like this is what policing initially started as mm-hmm. to police freed slaves. This is what this is what the institution is established on. So for us to revamp that is going to take a lot because the gradual changes that were made mm. throughout time were never for our benefit as a whole. It was just to keep us keep us under their control in a way that was manageable for them. And like making us feel like there's been steps made when there hasn't been. Thank you for that education. I never knew that. I I never knew that that's how policing came about. But I will say I feel protected when I do see some cops. I mean, now I get a lot of anxiety. But if I see some black cops or even Spanish cops, sometimes I'm like, "Uh, okay, can I, you know, like, do I feel a little protected? I want to be able to call them if somebody's at my Mm -hmm. house. I want to be able to call them and feel protected. That's what I feel like a cop is a, a police Sorry. officer is for. That's why I feel like policing is needed as a woman. I want to share something with that popped off last night. And I'm sorry for cutting you off, TJ, but I want to get this off before I forget. Last night, we were shooting off fireworks in the hood, right? My man C. Rory went and bought a whole bunch of shit, mad shit. We was busting them off. And we had little sparklers for his niece. She's like four years old. It's adorable little baby. Um, so I was showing her how to use a sparkle. I said, baby, look, this is what you need to do. You need to light this sparkle. But when the wind start blowing, don't let the smoke hit you in the face. So just spin around. She's like, all right, she's having fun. So I'm here with her on the sidewalk and I'm lighting the sparklers. And then cops light flash as they was going past to go somewhere else. When the cops light flash, the look, she ran. She ran into the backyard. She was so afraid. She was so afraid that something was going to happen. Just by seeing the blue lights flash by, she ran. And she, it ruined her night. I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Bro, that just that's the sight life, of blue and red lights can affect a four-year-old little girl that way. A black little four-year-old girl. Let's be specific. Because Remember she's back afraid. in the day where like like when cops like cops used to come and be like, yo, 12, and people would run, right? Remember back in those days? Like where like like you're like, yo, 12, or cops come and people just run. Most of the time mm-hmm. you could argue those little kids probably up to some dumb shit. Now it's like it's like, like, you know what I mean? Like cops coming, you could just be just chilling or, 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 or like on lunch break or something, but you automatically want to just go inside because you don't want to be near these motherfuckers. Nah, son, but let me explain something with that four-year-old, though. We've exposed these kids to so much stuff over these last few weeks, especially with all the things happening with George Floyd. They want to know, because the kids want to know what's going on. They want to understand. And they're seeing these videos and stuff like that online. And they're talking about all this police brutality and how they're killing us in the street. Yo, the kids see this. And this shit is making them scared and it's giving them anxiety. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't see it, but we have to be responsible. We have to be responsible about how much we expose our kids to everything because they're not old enough to absorb this shit yet. Because I saw another video. I saw another video that made me cry when I saw this little girl the little girl that started screaming when the cops came out with her hands in the air. She got her hands in the air and she's crying her heart out. And that shit like hurt me right there that she was, she has to be in the crazy shit. She has to be exposed to it, but 
they like you said PTSD. Like this is like it's fucking with them, and it's not even that they were ever in a situation where a cop did anything to them. It's just that they're exposed to so much with the internet these days, and they can see all of this shit happening to us. And 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 they got internet too. They probably see the videos just like we do. Like they got phones and all that. They're probably seeing everything that we seen regardless. But Shake, how how recent was that video? I had a like I had a video of a kid playing basketball. Like it was just broad sunny day, and cops came and he just he just hid behind the car. Like you know I mean, he was just playing basketball, but he started playing again once the cops left. But that little girl, like, is that recent? That was a month ago. That was about a month ago. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Came out the house crying with her hands up. No, no, she. They were at a park, and then a cop kind of like put their siren on. Like I guess she wanted to say something to her mom. Like, I guess they were doing something like, I think they were like walking somewhere they shouldn't walk. Like it was an area they shouldn't want to be. And the cop pulled up on her and and flashed her siren and the little girl started crying and put her hands in the air. Was, and, and the she cop was, was a screaming. female? Was yeah, the cop female? was a female. Yeah, I saw that. She was white and she was a female. She came out and hugged her, went out all day and spoke to a little girl. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, because like, like you said, these kids, they're going through it right now. But um, mm-hmm. let me move on to the next question. Mo, let me ask you, um, in the same situation, what do you what do you believe they could have done differently to either change the outcome or distance themselves from the situation? Whew. Well, you know, allegedly they were, you know, new, they were training. However, prior to them coming or while they're in the police, they do take an oath. Your your oath is to serve and protect at the end of the day. And I guess for me, the fact that I seen that people we're videoing. This is just me putting myself in that situation, in my opinion. It may, you know, I know in my heart, you know what, Mo? I may be fired after this. However, there's video proof that will back this up. So at some point, number one, it doesn't take me to hold down his, his leg. He can't move anyway because Chauvin had his, his knee on his neck. In the transcripts, it did say that they were like, you know, should we turn him over? Should we do that? And at, at some point, it hurts and, and it's a shame because we're all, we're always not leaders. But at some point, you have to be a leader and take a stand. And as a police, your job is to serve and protect. So at, at one point, you should have just gotten up and even put your hands up. You know what? Like, I'm not agreeing with this. He's saying he can't breathe. I'm Or try to turn him over, tap Chauvin on the shoulder, because I don't care, because that would have been captured too, if they would have tapped him on the shoulder, like, chill. Yes. And him yell and him exactly. back at them, like, get off of me or something like that. It shows, look, I'm, I don't care what happens after that, because you have to live with yourself after that. Granted, they wasn't on his neck, but they did hold his leg down. And I'm pretty sure they were scared in the moment too, like, you know, because they were questioning, should we turn them over? But if I'm questioning that in my mind at that point, I'm like, nah, this is not fucking right. I'm getting up, tapping him. Listen, you know, I'll deal with the reper- repercussions afterwards because at the end of the day, it's on video and I, we could always play that back. And not only that, I feel like with that being said, the community would have been behind those officers. Like, yes, that officer got up and was tapping him and like telling him tried. to stop. Like he tried, he tried, you know. They did try and, mm. you know, so that would have been backing for them. And at some yes. point, you have to be a leader. Training or no training. At, you have to step especially up. in that situation, you have to step up. You know what I mean? Because if you look back at it and how they did that, them two officers would have been a hero. Even if Floyd, you know, even with the same circumstances. Even if they tried. They, they, they didn't look that so differently. This podcast probably wouldn't even need to exist because, like, like we all agree, like, yo, they did try to help out. Right. They facts, would have been looked at so differently facts, and, and, and as a leader and just to know, like, yo, for them to be in training, we respect them. They didn't know everything, but they knew enough to stand the fuck up and be their own mm-hmm. man and be their own person. Community will you try know? to give him a promotion. Like, yo, give him chopping right. spot. He clearly knows what he's doing. And it's not easy. And I, and, I, and I get it. And I get probably for them, they were in a conflicting situation, you know, but the, mm-hmm. and, and I can, and the reason why I say that is because 
you knew that they had something in them. The fact that they said, okay, should we turn them over? They was questioning it. So they knew something was mm -hmm. not right. It was wrong. But it, takes, yeah. it was wrong, right. So it takes somebody to be strong. I don't care. Like I said, I would have dealt with the repercussions because now I'm realizing, okay, I'm being filmed, so this is all going to be captured anyway. And I would have yeah. to tap him on the shoulder, pull him off, or whatever the case may be. And then you would have had that community behind you as well to say, no, Officer Ling, and and, and, and they, they tapped him, and Officer they, they tapped him and tried to tell him to stop, and he still didn't stop. And you would have been looked at as a hero. And that is the real um, policing. I, I, I fuck with you up to that last point. Like, I feel like the integrity is very important, regardless of whether it was videotaped or not. They should be, you know, that action should have been the same, regardless of whether been. someone was looking or not, yeah. you know? Integrity is very important. And I wouldn't call it as being a leader. I just feel like it is speaking up and using your voice. You have to use your voice. But I think right. what it comes up for me, I'll let you I'll let you finish and I'll let you know where it comes up for me. Right. I'm saying right, I'm saying a leader only because that's how people view the police officers as their as their leaders. They're you know, they're their their first responders, they're this, they're top so people some people look at them as a leader. So in that role, you know, you should like you said, you should use your voice. And the re only reason I brought up the cameras is because because they're in training and the police have that code, you don't go against your own in blue. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if this was never captured on camera, I don't you know they probably wouldn't have said anything because who when they go back to the force well damn they're gonna take his word over mine anyway you know what I mean? but i feel like for me it would have pushed me more forward because now i know that's an extra thing back in me showing you know against a senior officer who i'm just a little person that just came in i'm i'm the lowest man on the totem pole so if, it, if this if in the real world and there was no cameras and i would have went back it'd have been his word against mine and that would have been that for me However, it probably would have pushed me even more forward to know I don't care. It's captured on camera. I'm going to pull him, him off. And at least when it goes back to the drawing board, they'll see on camera what it is. So that you well, whether something. or not it's on camera or not, you should definitely speak up in any profession. And I think that's what's coming up for me as a yeah. nurse. I get to speak up when I see injustice it, as a post office worker, as a ACS worker, mm -hmm. uh, working anywhere in any job. You have to know that you're voice matters doesn't matter of right. your ranking in the position how many mm -hmm. years you've been on you get to do what's morally right if you have a small voice speaking to you that this is not wrong right and you and you're you're saying something like oh let's turn them over you get to use that voice and your voice does matter in any profession and i think that's mm -hmm. what comes up for me Fact, yeah. specifically every, every... when you mentioned that go ahead, no, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. no go baby go go specifically go when you mentioned i was going to talk about something else so like go, i'll let oh. you comment on that the other okay. thing i was going to talk about go ahead I, know, I was I was gonna say um that every company organization has a code of ethics. Yes, everybody has a yes. code of ethics. So yes. you know we need to we need to take a. I mean, shit. Now that now that we talking about it, and this is real organic. What are the police code of ethics? Do they have a code of ethics? Because if they have a general code, we of we need ethics, to figure that out. We need then, to look that up and share that. It's supposed then, to be serve and protect. It's supposed to be serve and protect. Like I know my code of ethic on my job is you supposed to you know you supposed to protect. Well, you know, not only not only knowing them. the code, but actually enforcing that, practicing because, it. Right and yes, right. You know what I mean? Like, it. That is that is the key thing because we could say that I'm supposed to do this, but. I, we need to hold them accountable to that accountable. code of ethics. That's a but fact. if that Absolutely. if that code of because ethics they took is, oath. yeah, they that took that oath. code yeah. of ethics is a long like it's it's lengthy. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. The code of ethics that they write is not what they follow. 
A lot of, of times course, what yes. they follow is basically what the code of ethics is within the police department. In-house. It's not exactly. that's what yes, they wrote. In that department. Because each department is different. It depends on how that leader is running it. If you have a leader and you bullshit and he back when you do uh -huh. bullshit, of course that shit's yep. going to continue to perpetuate. Absolutely. And my ex that's a NYPD, he says that. He said that, that shit like that will happen at certain departments based on the leadership. Because you yep. know, if you did some bullshit out in the field and you and it got back to your leader, you knew you was in trouble because they don't stand mm -hmm. for shit like that. So it, yeah. it falls back on Chauvin's leader. Is. Who the hell what has he been and what has he been enforcing all this time? You know yes. what I mean? To allow Chauvin to do all this bullshit because there's all these things coming out about how Chauvin was an asshole. Can we yeah. read the code of ethics? Can we, can we? I'll read it too. Um, as a law enforcement officer, my fundamental duty is to serve the community, to safeguard nope. lives. That's not it, what you're reading? What no, no, I'm, I'm saying oh. that that's not what that, they, that's a complete right, lie. Exactly. They don't do that. Right. <laughs> to safeguard, right, to nope. safeguard <laughs> lives and property, to nope. protect the innocent against deception, the weak Fuck against no. oppression, Hell oppression, no. are you serious? Please. Fucking or intimidation yeah. and the peaceful against violence or disorder and to nope. respect the constitutional rights of all liberty, equality, and justice. I will Fuck keep my no. private life unsealed and I'm as an now. example to all and will behave in a manner that does not bring discredit to me or to my agency. I will maintain courageous calm in the face of danger, calm my ass, scorn or ridicule, develop self-restraint and be constantly mindful of the welfare of others, not... Honest in thought and deed both in my personal and official life. I will be exemplary in obeying the law and the regulations of my department. Whatever I see or hear of confidential nature or that is confided to me in my official capacity will be kept ever secret unless revelation is necessary in the performance of my, my duty. I will never act officiously or permit personal feelings, prejudice, political beliefs, aspirations, animosities, or friendships to influence my decisions. With no compromise for crime and with relentless prosecution of criminals, I will enforce the law courteously and appropriately without fear or favor, malice or ill will, never employing unnecessary force or violence and never accepting gratitude. I recognize the badge of my that office. Gratuities, gratuities. Yeah, gratuities, yes, sorry. I recognize the badge of my office as a symbol of public faith and I accept it as a public trust to be held so long as I'm true to the ethics of police service. I will never engage in acts of corruption <laughs> or bribery nor will I condone such acts by other police officers. I will cooperate with all legal authorized agencies and their representatives in the pursuit of justice. I know that I alone am responsible for my own standard of professional performance and take every reasonable opportunity to enhance and improve my level of knowledge and competence. I just want to read that line. I know that I Thank alone you. am responsible for my own standard. Fact. Okay. That's a fact. I, will co I will constantly yep. strive to achieve these objectives and ideals Dedicated myself before God to my chosen profession, law and enforcement. Yo, with that, with that uh, said right there. I, I guarantee you they say this once when they get the badge and that's it. They forget about this. It. Like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. first sentence contradicted <laughs> the police as a whole. It needs to be enforced. Right. right. So exactly. I mean, that's why I'm going to go. I want to go. That's why I'm going to just go to the next question. Boogie. Yes, this kind of ties into the next question. Boogie, mm -hmm. we all know the root of the problem is in is in the institution. The institution of the police department was pretty much built on racism and brutality. What changes can be made to the police department to encourage whistleblowers and to stop the misconduct? My opinion on it, and I know that my opinion is kind of one way because I do feel that they're accountable. Mm However, -hmm. listening to TJ, I do understand that the environment that they've kind of been raised in more or less kind of also attributed to the behavior that they showed. So. Mm -hmm. I feel that accountability is number one. I feel like accountability is very important for the police 
more than ever. It's it's long overdue. And what I mean, what I mean by accountability is that the public should be aware of the training, like the public, like the, the police kind of should be controlled by the public and, and more or less because they serve the public. So we should have now like overall blatant knowledge of the, of, of the training that the police do and maybe influence yeah. on it because their behavior has an effect on the people. We're not all criminals, but there's a kind of disconnect between, you know, what we just read and how they actually behave. And I feel like accountability is, is key to kind of fixing that disconnect. So yeah, my, 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 like, if I'm just giving a short answer, my answer would be like, they, we have to hold them accountable, but also I feel like the public should be in charge of the police more in terms of just funding them, but also maybe even taking charge of the training or at least influencing it. So we can kind of control how they're behaving. Like at, at, at the very minimum, like they're like, I know that there's so much we can talk into that. Like, I feel that for one, like police should police areas that they live in. They're, like it, mm-hmm. in Harlem, you should like a uh, police officer should, should be living in the area that the police and that kind of makes it better. Like you actually are part of the community as a cop because you actually live here versus someone from like Jersey or some other state coming over there and policing the area. You know, that that's one of the things I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, I mean, that, that kind of does make sense, but, and also, it also kind of leave, kind of leaves room for like discrimination against people that you don't really like in your neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I think if they're not in their neighborhood, They'll be they will police more indiscriminately. I think that's the goal as far as keeping them outside of their neighborhoods that mm. they would live in. I mean, I'm, I'm also thinking and, of like the public having more control over it as well. Like you, you're going you're going to discriminate in your neighborhood or somebody else's neighborhood. Clearly, though, with how cops police, nigga. So no, there may be somebody in your neighborhood that you don't like, and you may you may police different because you don't like these people or this group of people that live in your neighborhood. And you're not that supposed right to, there kind of opens doors to yeah, not, you're definitely not supposed to. I mean, to, like even happens. with that that oath that you take, it's like you gotta like you gotta protect the service bigger than that personal stuff. Like I, I don't know. I, I look like like I don't look at like like you're not Superman as a cop, clearly, but you you have the ability to carry a gun. You literally have an effect on anyone's life that you want. Like you literally could just like I, I don't know. It, it I, has yo, to be more. Yo, I kind of, I kind of agree with what TJ was saying about leadership. As far as leadership, pretty much leads the way. Like, like for example, like whoever the the captain was in that in these police departments, they need to start being held accountable for what their officers are doing. And maybe if there's a change in the leadership, we can affect change in the whole department because the leadership has to, it has to start there. It has to start there because like you said, if they allow, if they perpetuate it and they allow the shit to keep going and they keep covering up for these bad cops and they allow the shit to keep happening, it's going to keep on happening. So if you change the leadership or you start holding the leadership accountable for what's going on, because at the end of the day, what Chauvin did, not only Chauvin should be held accountable, but his, whoever, whoever his boss is. Commanding officer. Yes, I agree. Especially if he has a history of, of, um, of officer misconduct. Behaving like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's re- like it. I feel like that's also so tricky. Like, I, I don't know, like if you guys been reading reports, like a lot of people, a lot of police have been resigning as well. Like, I don't even know how you fight that when they can just be like, you know, I quit. Like, how do you hold, how do you hold people accountable for something like that? When it's like, yo, I quit. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't well, know if that quit. makes sense, but well, like, quit. like leave, quit and leave. Yeah, Let me I'm tell you, this that. happens in every profession. No, no. Think about it. You create a, like, that, that's the thing, TJ, like in terms of like a cashier or a nurse, something like that, you could quit. It's like, you didn't, you didn't have an effect 
on someone's life before you quit. But it's like these cop, like these these officers, like they have a negative impact on on persons' lives. And it's like when they get to be held accountable for it, I resign. It, it's like it mm. just they just escape it. So with a snap of the finger, and and you know cop and cops protect cops. So you know that even though they resign, they're being taken care of behind the scenes. Yeah, sometimes they're forced to resign. They say, hey, just mm-hmm. resign right now because it's going to look yeah. better as opposed to us firing you. So just resign. It's like that hush, hush bullshit that we do in corporate. These big mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies, one of their workers do something crazy. The Person leaders steps down, blah, blah, blah. It. it should happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then they tell you, okay, just quit because we're, we don't want to whatever. Or the big CEO, he resigns from whatever company. Oh, no, no. He didn't resign. They pushed him the hell out. They told him to resign. He decided to go a different path. Yeah, like I mean? Yes. It's that hush, hush shit. Disgusting. That's what, I, that's what sickens me, like the corporate aspect of it. Like when you commit a crime to that degree... And it's like there's so many legal loopholes that you're clearly seeing that people are trying to use to escape from it. That like this podcast itself is like it's disgusting that it exists because we shouldn't be in this kind of position to begin with. That's that's why I'm passionate the way I am. You know what big I mean? Facts. Like, I big you. big you know facts. I mean? like, it's just... All right. So with that being said, we're gonna end this podcast right here. Uh, what I get, what I got from this um, conversation that we had is that you know. Leaders need to be more responsible and people need to start taking leadership. I mean, these guys would have never ended up in that situation if one of them actually found their voice and said something. And the fact that you you not saying something is you complying. And you complying is just you, I guess, aiding and abetting. So To be um, honest, I, I'm motivated to do something that's just a regular senior, like a, a citizen. Like if I saw that, like I know that I'm a die, but it's yeah. like, yo, you gonna you gonna you killing this innocent person, and then you are gonna kill the innocent person who just try to stop you? Go ahead, bro. Fact. Make the make Fact. the news on that. See how you feel. I feel like that's how All I feel right. right now. Like you wanna you wanna like expose yourself being recorded like that? Fine. Like it's go. Like, I feel like change will come to, eventually to make the news. It won't. I make mean, the it, news. I, if someone's recording to that degree, where it's like, you know, I mean, you know, to the like a similar situation where Floyd was, where people could just come in randomly. It's like I, I'd uh-huh. be motivated to come in randomly because it's like. You're gonna shoot two people, like two people, gonna die in this situation. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's okay. a possibility, yo. It's but no, that, that's bad for them. Like, can you people, see, can you imagine what would happen if if that Floyd video actually showcased someone actually intervening and then they died because of it? Yo, I feel like yeah, It'd I feel much like worse. people are more people are more motivated to intervene in situations like this. Yeah, man. You know, even if like there's a cop like Tao Tao over them intimidating them because that's what his goal. That's what he was doing. He was intimidating the crowd, and he was making sure that they didn't get involved. Yeah, which I want to do, I motherfuckers. Like yeah, people like are mo- more motivated to do it, and I guess you know, like I said, people really have to find their voice just to try to stop what's going on. Like they have to, and you know, it, it starts with the police officers. Fact. All right, so um, I'm gonna wrap it up right there. Thanks for tuning in to the Sophisticatedly Ratchet podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Do you agree? Disagree? Tell us how you really feel. Email us at therealsrpodcast at gmail.com. We release new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please be sure to subscribe and follow us on IG, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to thesrpodcast.com to link to all our social media platforms. Don't forget to like and share our episode with your fellow sophisticatedly ratchet friends. See you next Wednesday.